This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. At the beginning, uh, when, when we uh, talked about, uh, you know, we celebrated Easter, the resurrection, the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we've been, we've been talking about for several Sundays now about that resurrection power because it, even though, yes, it was a historical event, yes, it was something that happened, uh, you know, at a time and a place of God's uh, ordination. Jesus is raised from the dead. He secured our salvation. Absolutely. But you know what? That power of resurrection is not just an historical event. It is also meant to bring the reality of that resurrection power into our lives. Thank you for that one amen. Boy, I thought I was doing a better job than that. The Bible says in Proverbs, we may plan our way, but the Lord directs our actions. Everyone has concerns about your future, whatever area. It's the great unknown, isn't it? It's the great unknown, and it only unfolds one day at a time. God, I, I remember when I was a young man, God, I wanted, I wanted oh, however how many years it was, I'll just lay it all out for me. He doesn't do it that way. Because He calls us to walk by faith. We have to trust Him, don't we? We trust Him with our future. And so, you know, we have to understand that that as we walk in our future, for us who are believers, we believe that God's plan and God's future is my best future. I still believe that, don't you? That God's plan for me is better than anything I can come up for myself. And that when I'm walking in with God's future, I can have that confidence and courage and, and companionship we talked about. We're walking in God's way. So I want to talk about our future and the power of resurrection in the future. So, you know, we who are believers, we either need to discover it or be discovering it or we're walking it out. And maybe some of us have reached a place where we really need God to resurrect our future. Amen. You know, sometimes as we get older, nobody's old in here. But we're all getting older, aren't we? I, I mean, that's just the fact. We're getting older. That, that there's a future. And sometimes as we're following, doing our best to trust God and, and follow the direction of the Spirit of God and, and, and the wisdom that God imparts to us from His Word, sometimes, you know, uh, I've, I've zigged when I should have zagged. You know what I mean by that? You know, God took a right, and I, went, I kept going straight. But even if that's the situation with you, God can resurrect your future. Amen? And so we want to talk about new beginnings. New beginnings. You know, God ha- is a God of new beginnings, and that's really what resurrection was about, wasn't it? Look in your Bibles to Romans 6. I want to read a scripture there. It's all about new beginnings. That's what resurrection is. You know, we read in the Bible that God resurrected a man named Lazarus, didn't he? Well, that was a brand new, that was a new beginning for Lazarus. (laughs) I mean, you know, you've been buried in the grave and dead for for four days, and you come back to life, you're raised up. I mean, you know, that's a new beginning. He had a new chapter. Don't you know he had a story to tell? Absolutely. He absolutely did. 
And you know, God can raise us up, and He wants to raise us up and give us a brand new beginning. Here in Romans 6, and verse 4, now listen to this. It says, We were therefore buried with Him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. That's what resurrection is about. That's what our future is about. God wants to give us a new beginning. I don't care what kind of mistakes, what kind of setbacks, what kind of failures. I don't care how young you are, how old you are. Today can be a brand new day of beginning with you. God can give you a brand new life and a brand new start and a brand new future. Hallelujah. You know, Paul wrote this in Philippians. He said that, that we need to practice this. And I found out, you know, after going on 43 years, you know, you, I've had learned to practice this. And he said that as we're pursuing our future, we need to forget those things which were in our past. One of the reasons many people cannot enter in to the new beginning and the new future that God has for them is they are troubled by the past. Maybe past failures. Maybe you've made a mess of things in the past. Well, welcome to the human race. (laughs) The only person who did it perfectly is Jesus. The rest of us, we're working at it. And so there may be things in your past that that maybe the the enemy tries to bring up to make you feel shame about or maybe uh, hurts or wounds from your past. You know, you've got to let go of those things. Paul said, forgetting what is behind and pressing toward what is ahead. How many of you know you can't go back and do over yesterday? That's just a fact, isn't it? So why do we dwell on the past so much when we can't go back and do anything about it? That just doesn't make good common sense, does it? But yet the enemy many times will try to keep our past so before us that we can't see and we can't reach toward the new beginning God has for us. So today I want to encourage you, let go if you need to. If you've got some history in the past, if you're old enough to have some history, let it go. Because God is able to forgive. God is able to bring a a brand new start to you. Amen? Amen. Absolutely. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. We're talking about God resurrecting our future. The future God has for us. You graduates, listen real carefully. Verse 11, it says, In Him, speaking of Jesus, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of Him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of His will. Wow. God has a predestined plan for our lives. Boy, does that encourage me. I'm sure I'm glad I'm not left to my own devices. I'm glad I'm not left to my own wisdom. I'm, not, I'm glad I'm not left to just my own figuring it out with this noodle right here. I'm so glad that God's got a plan. God's got a plan for you. Let's say that together. God's got a plan for me. God's got a plan for me. And He says it's predestined. In other words, God's already got it all figured out. God's got it all worked out. So if I get His plan, hallelujah. See, sometimes we, we get our plan and we try to talk God into blessing our plan. 
When God says, if you just get my plan, it's already got the blessing on it. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's got all the, all the, uh, all the uh, grace you'll need. It's got all the resources you need. It's got everything you need. As you take that step of faith in God's plan and in God's purpose. That's the reason we read over there where it says, man plans his way, but God's the one that directs his steps. Praise God. So today, if you need a new beginning as far as the viewpoint of looking toward your future, listen, let me encourage you. Let go of your past and then remember this. God's got a plan for you. He's got a plan for you. Can you say that with me? God's got a plan for me. Amen. So now there's a starting place for my future, and my future is connected with God. Oh, hallelujah. Because it's predestined. That means my, my future is connected to God. So I don't have to be full of apprehension anymore. I don't have to be full of, of fear anymore. Because why? God's got it. God's got my future. God's got my tomorrow. And he's got the tomorrow after the tomorrow. And he's got all my tomorrows right on into eternity. Amen? When we are walking in his plan. Now, if you go on your own, I mean, you're on your own, right? By definition, if I'm on my own. You know, years ago, there used to be a famous singer. He had, there was a song that says, I did it my way. Well, I don't want to do it my way. I want to do it His way, Yahweh, amen, <laughs> absolutely. So my future is now connected with God. Say that. Now say it like you mean it. <laughs> absolutely. Wow. Wow. Man, I don't tell you. See, y'all are all so brilliant and everything. Maybe y'all don't need this. Maybe I'm just excited because I needed it so much. New frontiers. New beginnings and my, connect, my future is connected with God, but now they are new frontiers. God's future, the Bible says, is beyond our imagination. Let me read you Ephesians, uh, Ephesians 3.20 from the Amplified. Listen to this. Now, glory be to God who by His mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we could ever dare to ask or even dream of, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. Oh, hallelujah. Boy, if you believe that, that'll light you wood right there. That'll do something for you. We're talking about new frontiers. God's future is beyond the boundaries of your imagination. He says it's greater than anything you've prayed for yet. It's greater than anything you've dreamed of yet. It's greater than anything you've hoped for yet. So why not let go of your hopes and your dreams and grab a hold of something that's bigger, that's greater? You ever run across those Christians, you know, that just want a little bit? Well, now, Pastor Norris, I just, you know, I just don't think we should, I just don't think we should, uh, you know, strive for a lot, or God wants us to have a lot, or we should believe for a lot. We should just, you know, get by with the minimum. Well, then we need to take that scripture out of there. Because somehow what God said here, and what some of those Christians are thinking about the minimum, they don't match up, do they? And young people, listen, run with God. 
Go with God's future for your life. Middle-aged people, run with God. Go with God. With, and the rest of us, run with God. <laughs> Go with God. Because I still believe God's best is ahead for me. After 43 years, God still got better ahead, greater ahead. I'm not thinking about retiring. I'm refiring. New frontiers. Wow, could God do something He's never done before in your life? Could He unfold a new chapter in your life? Better believe it. Beyond the boundaries of my imagination. Listen to this from the New Living Testament, Isaiah 55, 8. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. So it's not only is God's uh, new frontiers, His future is beyond the boundaries of my imaginations. It's better than I thought. You know, today, our graduates, you know, you've, you've reached a milestone, and we congratulate you, and, and you deserve all congratulations. But listen, God's got something great for you. He's got something spectacular for you. People say, oh, uh, uh, you shouldn't give people false hope. But listen, if it's found in God, it can't be false because he don't have no fakes. All he's got is the genuine article. Genuine salvation, genuine love, genuine power, genuine faith, genuine plans for your future. Nothing fake in God. The very idea. Well, we don't want to give people hope. Yeah, well, I'm glad I don't live in your house. Listen, there's enough of people, there's enough naysayers. There's enough of the negative going on. People need something positive. And listen, if the positive is, is based in and built on God and His Word, then it's not false. It's the real deal. Amen? So it's better than I thought. It's beyond the boundaries of my imagination. And the Bible says it's tailor-made just for me. God's got a future that fits you like a glove. It's the perfect size for you. Tailor-made. I remember one years ago, I was a missionary in Bolivia. I was living there. And man, I'm telling you, uh, bless their hearts, uh, the, the inflation there was just so bad. They had like, in one year, they had 10,000% inflation. Now you, if you do the math when you have time, that, that's, that's incredible. I could, I, could take, I could take a $100 bill down to get it exchanged. To, to buy something, you know, in, in Bolivianos, and I'd have to take a small bag or, or, or a suitcase to put the money in. So, you know, so the dollar went a long way. And I remember, I, 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 you know, I bought a brand new leather coat. Man, oh man. Still got it. Can't get in it, but I still got it. <laughs> I was lean, mean, fighting machine in those days. <laughs> but it was, but you know, I didn't buy it off a rack. I went, went to this, this uh, particular leather store where they made stuff like that. They took my measurements. I picked out the kind of leather I wanted. I picked out the color of the leather. I picked, you know, I'd go back for fittings. It was tailor-made. Paid $50. 
<laughs> but you know what? Man, and I'm telling you, but you know what? It was tailor-made for me. Anybody else put it on, it might have been too tight over here. Or it might have been too loose over there. And see, sometimes we look at what God does in other people's lives. And you know, and, and we should rejoice and encourage one another, each of us in our future, and our path that we're running. But listen, if you try, to, you try to put on somebody else's future coat, it might not fit you. Dad's, dad and mom's coat might not fit you. But God's got one tailor-made for you. Are you listening? Listen to this. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. I'm going to read this from the message. It says, no, we neither... Make nor save ourselves. God does both, the making and the saving. If you have put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ as Savior, then He has saved you. And now what He's begun in you, He's going to finish in you. His future, if you will continue to seek Him first, to put Him first, to trust Him in your life, He's not only going to begin by salvation, but He's going to fulfill His good tailor-made plan in you. Listen to this. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join Him in the work He does. Your future is tailor-made, is connected to God's plan and purpose, and that's where you're going to be the most fulfilled, the most productive, the most successful, the most blessed, the most peace-filled, the most joyous, and I could go on and on. Man, why would you want to pursue something secondhand when you can have God's best? The good work He has gotten ready for us to do. We pursue that future by faith one day at a time, don't we? Anybody figured out how to live more than one day at a time? That's it, isn't it? One day at a time. That's why Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't fret about it. What good is it going to do? You only can live one day at a time. He said, you need to be focused on today. Sometimes we need to focus on where our feet are. Amen. But he said he's got a good things in store for you to do, to accomplish. And who knows except in God what those things are. But you know what? I encourage you, pursue it. Pursue it. You know, I haven't, pursued, I haven't been perfect at it, but I'll tell you what. I've been earnest at it. I've been consistent at it. I've been faithful at it. And I have absolutely, I have no regrets at all. Man, I'd rather follow God's plan and purpose than anything I know. Amen. It's tailor-made just for you, just for me. So new beginnings, new frontiers. Now, real quickly, getting to my future. That seems to be the thing, doesn't it? How are we going to get to my future? Philippians 2.13, the Apostle Paul wrote it this way. He said, for God is at work within you. God is at work within you. You know what? You need to remind yourself of that. You know, you need to get up in the morning and, you know, remind yourself, hey, you know what? God's at work within me today. God's at work within me. You say, well, I don't feel like it. Well, he didn't say, if you feel like it, God's at work within you. That's not the way it read. It just said God's at work within you. Listen, it says God is at work within you, helping you 
want to obey him, and then helping you to do what he wants. Man, you talk about God got this thing stacked in our favor. He saves us. He's got the plan for us. He's predestined it for us. Now he says, I'm going to work in you both the desire to obey me, and I'm going to give you the ability to do it. Holy cow. Why would I want to go off on my own when I could have it stacked in my favor? When I can have God as the guarantor of my future, why would I want to try to figure it out on my own? So here's some things that are important. If we're going to get to that future God has for us, we need to align our purpose with God's will. What's your purpose? See, God's got a will, but you know what? You've got a will too. God gave you a will. Every human being has a will. You have a right to choose, and God will not not take away your right to choose. You can choose to go your own way and figure it out on your own and do what you want to do, or you can align your will with God's purpose. So how do we do that? It's very simple. Jesus said it this way, ask, seek, and knock. Now let me, let me help you here. Ask, seek, and knock. Those are three levels of prayer maturity. The babyhood stage is ask. Anybody raise kids? Remember when they were young and little? They, the one thing they knew how to do. That, but, the, but the next level goes up as we mature. Jesus says, seek. And this is where we begin to find out what God's future is for me, what His plan is for me. I begin to seek God. That takes more time. That takes more discipline. That takes more purposeful action, doesn't it? To seek God. I mean, you can ask on the fly. Hey, God, my name's Jimmy. I'll take all you give me. Thank you. And see, there's nothing wrong with asking. God wants us to ask, but He wants us to move beyond that. He wants us to begin to seek Him. Seek His plan. Seek His wisdom. Seek the future, the path He has for me. If you're too busy to seek, you're too busy. You need to seek God. And then the next one, He says, is to knock. This knocking has to do with our fellowship with God. If you don't fellowship with God, it's going to be really hard for you to know how to follow God's plan. And let me just, this is, this is just, this next part's all free. You watch this, that as people mature, they go from just asking to seeking. So now they're asking and seeking. And then as they grow from that, they go from asking, seeking to knocking, fellowship. But when people, when their love for God begins to grow cold, you know what? They digress in the opposite direction. They're no longer fellowshipping. Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. They don't have time to fellowship with God. And it won't be long to, then they, they digress from there. They don't have time to seek God's wisdom and to pray about God's plan and purpose in the decisions they make. And it won't be long before that, they'll even stop asking. So we're going to align our purposes by learning not only to ask, but to seek God. Is God's future all we've looked at here, and we've just barely skimmed the surface of what God's talking about, but have we looked at enough that this future that God has planned for you, is it something you want to look for? Is it something that's worth your time and your effort? 
I mean, you went to get that degree. You went to get that, that training in a particular area. You put all kind of hours and days and years and blood and sweat and tears and maybe even have gone into debt because you felt it was worth it. Are you saying that God's plan and God's future is less valuable than a degree from a university? And I have nothing against degrees. I have some of those. Cindy has some of those. Our kids do. We believe in that. But it's just a tool. Amen. It's, it, it's, that, that's not my future. It's a tool I use as I pursue my future. Align my purpose with God's will. Okay, real quickly, align my plans with God's wisdom. What did James say over there in James chapter 1? He said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Who may or may not give it to you? Who will dole it out with an eyedropper? No, he says, who gives to every man liberally. Boy, I'm glad that God is a God of abundance. And that He is a God who is no respecter of person. He doesn't care about your, your gender. He doesn't care about your ethnicity. He doesn't care about your background, whether you're rich, you're poor, or somewhere in between. He don't care whether you got a lot of hair, no hair. He don't care whether you're thin or, or fat or, or whatever. He don't, none of that matters to God. Amen. So just let's all get over all that stuff. <laughs> Amen. He said, ask wisdom. God will give you wisdom. And listen, if you're going to walk out His plan, you're going to need wisdom. Because you're going to have to make choices. You're going to have to make decisions. This is why it's so important that you develop that relationship with God now where you're seeking God. You're, you're spending time with God. You're fellowshipping with God. you got that GPS, that God position system working. Are you listening? And then thirdly, i got to align my pursuits with God's direction. Being led by the Spirit. Look in Psalm 37. Read Scripture real quickly here. Psalm 37. Are y'all out there? Getting anything out of this? I hope so. We're talking about getting to my future. We're aligning our purpose with God's will. Aligning my plans with God's wisdom. And then finally, aligning my pursuits with God's direction. Psalm 37. Let's look at verse 23. He says, I'm reading from the NIV, The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in Him. And though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with His hand. See, if I'm walking out and pursuing God's plan and God's purpose, I'm aligning my pursuits with God's plan, you know, doesn't mean I, uh, we, we may be, may not be perfect in it. I certainly haven't been. But even if I stumble, even if I fall, because my pursuit is aligned with God's plan and God's purpose, then God is right there to help me back up and set my feet back on the path He has for me. But when I'm out there on my own, oof. listen, the world is a tough, rough place. I'm talking about the world system. It will eat you up, it will chew you up, and it will spit you out and say next. That's just a fact, isn't it? 
So I want to know that I'm walking on God's plan and path for my life so that if I do stumble, if I, if I do make a wrong step, God's going to be right there saying, okay, this is the way. Get back over here. Here's the path. Here's, here's what I've got for you. And listen, this path will always be, as I said, it's one day at a time. God's not going to show you 20 years ahead of time. You know, you, you walk in the path, God may show you a little ways ahead, but there may be, you know, a horizon that you can't see over. There may be a turn coming up that you don't yet see. So when you get there and you're following God, because see, human beings, I know this, being a human being, <laughs> you know, we want everything laid out in front of us. You know, we don't, I mean, you know, I found out this, human beings, we don't like change. Especially if we've been going one direction for a while, it's hard to change, isn't it? Come on. It, 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 ta- it takes resolve. It takes courage. It takes faith to change, doesn't it? When you've been going a direction for a while, <laughs> some of you are nodding your head. Two or three of us know what I'm talking about. It's t- but listen, if you're going to follow God's plan, listen, the only person that does not change, the only unchangeable thing in the universe is God. Everything else is changing. Amen? I could show you some pictures of me from 30 years ago. You say, wow, is that really you? Well, it was, but it's not now. (laughs) I don't look that way. Things have changed. (laughs) But God is the same. And His plan, as we walk it out, in our perception, there's going to be turns. There's going to be Times when you speed up, times when you slow down. There's going to be, this is why we need to have that relationship and that fellowship with God and the Holy Spirit so He can begin to show us and direct us. And we can follow out that plan and purpose that God has for us. And of course, it's going to take faith, doesn't it? It always takes faith to follow God. It always takes faith. The Bible says, while we look not at the things which we see, but the things which are not seen. Is following after God. Amen? So, we're talking about resurrecting our future. Resurrecting our future. Let me ask you this. Are you discouraged about your future? Have you been, become discouraged about your future? You feel like it's on hold or you're on hold? You feel like it, you know, the, what God had put in your heart that it just looks like it's not happening, it's not coming to pass, we're not, not making any progress, we're not making any headway? Well, go back and read about the great people of faith in the Bible. You can learn a whole lot about how to walk out your future. Amen? Abraham, God gave him a future, spoke to him. You know, sometimes we call it a vision, a future, a plan, a purpose. It didn't come to pass in a day, did it? Didn't come to pass in a a year, did it? Didn't come to pass in 10 years, did it? See, in our culture, we are in a hurry. Are you listening? And listen, impatience can be a stumbling block for your future. Well, I tell you what, I mean, you know, God said this, and I'm telling you what, it's been, it's been a whole year, Pastor. <laughs> That's nothing. See, from my perspective... That's nothing. A year, big deal. Well, pastor, it's been five years for me. Another big deal. Man, there's some things that God showed me. I'm still 
moving toward, still believing toward after 43 years. He said, oh, no, Pastor, I didn't want to hear that. Listen, let me share this with you, and then we're going to pray. God's future and God's plan is not just about the destination. I'll say that again. God's future, God's plan for you is not just about the destination. It's also about the journey. How do you live your future out? One day at a time. God's not go- you're not going to start today with, with God showing you His plan and He's just going to teleport you all the way to the end of that. You're going to make a journey of faith. You're going to walk trusting God. You're going to walk seeking His wisdom. You're going to align your pursuits with God's purposes. And it's going to be a daily thing that you're going to walk out. And little by little, God will unfold His plan and His purposes for you. But it's not just about a destination. The journey is part of the plan and it is the future as well. Some of us can't wait to get somewhere that we can't even enjoy where we're at. We can't enjoy the journey. Jesus said, focus on today. Trust God for your future. And follow first the kingdom of God. And you know what? You're going to absolutely follow God's plan and purpose. One day you'll look back and say, boy, look what God did. Look what God did. Because, see, God's future is not only about you, but it's about all those you will meet in your travel. The lives you will touch. The people you will encourage. The God in you that you will reveal to all those that you meet along your journey called your future. Man, I've... I've been places I never dreamed I would go. Talk to people that I never dreamed in my wildest imagination that I would talk to. Preached in places I didn't even know existed till I got there. But here's the thing. No matter what your path is, it's not the same as mine. It's tailor-made. But there are people that you're going to intersect with. They're going to help you on your journey They're going to be there to encourage you. They're going to be there to to supply maybe something that you need to finish your plan. And you're going to be there to do the same for them. Only God could work. How could God take billions of lives and work out all the... Only God could do that. Only God could do that. That's, That's the beauty of the thing, though. You meet people that will encourage you. You meet people that you will encourage. And together... You know what? We accomplish our future and our plans. And somehow, God weaves it all together with His master plan. And we can all hear it when we stand before the Lord. Well done. No matter whether you did something that was notable and great as far as men's concerned, or maybe all that you did was behind the scenes, but great where God is concerned. I'm going to do a teaching one of these days out of Matthew 6 where Jesus talks about living out our life before God and, and all of it is done in secret. A great deal of it is done in secret. Are you listening? He said, when you pray, he said, 
don't, don't, don't make a public thing of it. He said, go into your closet. When you fast, he said, don't let people know that you're fasting. When you give, he said, don't even let your left and your right hand know what you're doing. So much of the Christian life, following God, it's about our hidden life in God. You know, we can all get in here and, oh, hallelujah, we know all the buzzwords. But our future is that way too. God's future is good for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Maybe you're here and you say, I'm discouraged about my future. Or you might say, I, I'm not sure what my future is. Or, or, you know, but here's the thing. God wants to, today, let it be a new beginning for you. Whether you, 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 you feel like you've, you've kind of given up on your future because you've hit some rough times. Listen, hey, I've been there. I, I, I know what it's like to go through rough times physically. I know what it's like to go through rough times financially. I know what it seems like when, you know, when I'm just absolutely sure every, all the other Christians in the world got it made because all the devils is over at my house. I mean, when it seems like the world's closing in on you, that every devil's oppressing your mind and telling you it's over, you've had it. I, yeah, but you're a preacher. Yeah, I know it. That's the future God had for me. But whatever your future is, don't think the devil's just going to sit by and say, oh, isn't that nice? Vera's following God's plan. Y'all leave her alone. No, he's going to try to stop it. He's going to try to stop it. So I want to pray. Maybe, maybe you've, you, you need to just say, you know what? I need to let go of some things that's happened to me. Maybe just kind of stop me on my pursuit of God's future. Or maybe I need wisdom. To know what God's plan is for me. Whatever it is. I want as I pray here. You just make a commitment to God. Say God. I want your future. I want the future that you have for me. I I want the plan that you've laid out for me. Uh, I need your wisdom. Whatever it is that you need from God. As I pray here. You pray there. Sincerely and from the heart. Father. I thank you. For today this encouraging word that you've given us about resurrecting our future, about the future and the plans that you have for us. Father, from the youngest to the, to the oldest, Father, you still, we still have a future. You still have a plan. You still have a purpose that is good and wonderful. And you said it's beyond our imagination. God, we want to reach for the highest. We want to reach for the best that you have for us. God, maybe there are those in here that, Father, We've hit, we've hit roadblocks. We've hit a wall. Maybe it's a, a physical wall. Maybe it's a spiritual or a mental wall. Whatever it is. Maybe it's a financial wall. Maybe we, 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 we just feel like we're a failure. Whatever it is, God, today I'm praying that you will help us to let go of the past. Put it under the blood. Let go of it. Let go of it. And reach for what's ahead. A new beginning. A new frontier. A new life. A new possibility in Christ Jesus. Father, you said love never fails. Your love never fails. Our future is still there. It's right before us one day at a time. Encourage and strengthen your people, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. 
For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.